You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hello, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. And a big old issue, a big, 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 big issue. And it involves the WWE and Endeavor and this big old deal, about $9.3 billion worth of deal is out there. Now, there's a lot to break down with this, so let's talk about it. Let's talk first with the chair of sports and entertainment practice, Steve Olenek, and our own Bloomberg Intelligence Technology and Media Analyst, Geetha Ranganathan. So we welcome you both to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's break this down first of all. I'm going to start with you, Steve. This is a big daggone deal, man. Uh, let's take it through us. And I guess the biggest question is, will Vince McMahon still be around with this? Let's just really break this down. We've got Vince McMahon, prolific storyteller, great deal maker. We've got Ari Emanuel, one of the leaders, perennial deal maker. We've got Nick Khan, who was one of the heads of CAA, great deal maker. You've got Dana White, one of the best promoters. So if we're going to look at this in terms of a math equation, and everyone can say, oh, is it a buy? Did they pay too much? Did, did, is this going to work? Well, let's think about it. <laughs> we add up that, and we're probably going to get to the equation of visionaries, deal makers. If you're building out your infrastructure, wouldn't you want this team in place to help you build and really, really set the stage And in terms of you build the ecosystem between Endeavor plus the UFC plus the WWE, look at what you can do. You can create stars. You can build stars. You can build that value. You can cross-sell. So when you start looking at all of this, you have to look at in terms of where you are today, where you're going, what kind of purchasing power are you going to have? What's that M&A pipeline yeah. going to look like? What are the integration, in terms of the integration, how you can reduce? How you can actually put forth and actually have some of those integration and cost savings and put that money to use? So I think in terms of when you look at this deal of what it is on its face, I think it's a huge opportunity. I think the sports world is putting two legacy companies together right now and two of the biggest and brightest short answer damn right it's going to work (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely um 
a lot of synergy and you, you bring that up. But Geetha, I want to bring you into this conversation as well, because when the deal was announced, you would think that WWE shares would have rallied on the news, but actually they declined, which suggests that there's some concern among investors. Geetha, what are the concerns with regards to WWE being purchased by Endeavor and then repackaged uh, into its own entity with uh, the other sports business? Yeah, so I totally agree, Scarlett, with Steve in terms of uh, the, the strategic merit to the deal. So I think, you know, it kind of pairs two of the biggest sports entertainment brands. And remember, Wall Street does like pure plays. And what you have here is kind of this combat sports entertainment powerhouse. Now, I think why there was initially some negative reaction to the deal was because it was not an all-cash deal. Uh, remember, this is now going to be a newly formed entity, um, you know, that is... controlled by Endeavor, 49% controlled by uh, WWE. And I think what a lot of the WWE investors were initially hoping for was that it would be an outright sale. Um, They're not getting that. I think that was the reason for the initial disappointment. Mm. But I think what you're seeing now is, you know, once uh, the market has had some time to digest the deal, it's actually um, being received pretty well now. And again, you have, um, you know, a pure play sports media giant uh, with a lot of potential upside. Remember, both of these companies, WWE as well as UFC, are going into their new media rights renewal cycle. Um, So again, we've seen all recent sports deals come in, you know, about average increases in rights fees have been about 50 to 70 percent. So you kind of take (laughs) that That's bananas, by the way. Yeah, and then you kind of take that in and then you look at, you know, all the other uh, monetization opportunities. And Steve kind of talked about this a little bit, you know, whether it's sponsorship, whether it's licensing, whether it's, you know, cross-promotional opportunities, better event operations, or even sports betting, uh, you know, there's just huge untapped potential uh, from this uh, new entity. That's what I want to ask about that. And you brought it up, Geetha. How (laughs) there's talk about trying to get sports betting into wrestling and and i'm just wondering (laughs) how can i put this nicely come on come on just say it how in the heck is this going to happen let's put it that way yeah so again this is something that um so that this is something that endeavor actually has a little bit of um you know, experience with, uh, they, they own uh, open bet. Um, and so it's going to be interesting. I know, you know, WWE obviously is scripted entertainment, but it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, you know, they can use their expertise in so many different um, uh, areas, you know, whether it's sports betting, whether it's media rights, whether it's live events, they've already done that. They've already done that playbook with the UFC. They've, you know, doubled revenue from 600 million to almost 1.3 billion last year. So it's, they're going to kind of run that same playbook. They have a lot of experience. They have a fantastic track record. I'm not exactly sure how exactly the sports betting piece of it is going to work, but it's definitely a huge opportunity right now mm. within the sports world, within the media world. Uh, you know, we're seeing rumblings across even, uh, you know, established properties like ESPN, you know, potential um, sports betting opportunities. It's going to it's going to take a while, obviously, as as legalization kind of plays out. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, there's definitely a, some upside potential there. I got my money on Snoop Dogg, but that's another story. Go did ahead. you see him? <laughs> yes. Did you see that? Oh man, he dropped <laughs> the people's elbow. Save the day. Got got the message from the Rock and and saved it. It, it was like it, anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. By the way, there was a. Uh, Snoop brought in, uh, the, you know, to get the thing going with uh, McMahon and everybody in, and they were going to have a, uh, with The Miz, and they were going to have a, eh, mix it up a bit. But 
I think the man tore the quad, didn't he? He, he took, yeah, I think he took. Oh, oh, did that happen? That's what happened. So they had to take him out. So wow, that's why Snoop was in there. Wow, uh, at SoFi. And wow, <laughs> that's how that all happened. So wow, did, did this become a meme on the internet? Oh man, this this was big. Yeah, it, of course you know, it was. In fact, I, I had to even talk about it on the uh, business sports man <laughs> during the week. Wow. So. Well, you know, good. you know what happened? The Rock actually got hurt. I think he was uh, wrestling. Was it John Cena? Yeah. I think his quad actually went as well during yeah. the match. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was, yeah. and I felt bad. Wow. I'm like, oh man, it's like, but I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry, Scarlett. No, I no, excited. no. I <laughs> thank you for bringing that context, Steve. What do you make of uh, the possibility of sports betting with WWE, which is not exactly live sports? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think it's something that obviously is on the table. People are talking about it. I think. One thing that you have to, I think in this, Michael, kind of because it's scripted, mm-hmm. right? I think people are a little bit worried and there's there's the risk. So it's that having that risk assessment tied to it. Obviously, when we look at all these award shows and two or three people or five people actually know, I think there is that slight risk where you could potentially... The Pricewaterhouse people yeah, exactly. might be spilling the beans about something. Or you just don't know. I, I think it does It does provide a little bit of an enhanced risk, mm-hmm. but I think it's something that I'm sure right now in terms of the integration of what they're looking at, I'm sure that's obviously something big on the table. So Steve, let me ask you another question because there's also um, some litigation now uh, with regards to the sale of WWE to Endeavor. Um, Ademi, which is a law firm that specializes in shareholder Mm. litigation, says it's looking into whether the board of directors at WWE obtained a fair, a reasonable price in the sale process. Is this unusual or is this just people coming out of the woodwork to say, you know what, you could have gotten a better price? Well, I mean, look, in terms of like what a law firm will look at potentially in terms of making sure that you maximize shareholder value, right? Mm -hmm. But Vincent K. McMahon did something brilliant. He said that he wanted to get $9 billion of value out of this deal. What exactly? What was it? Hold on, guys. 9.3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So therefore, when you get that premium and that step up in terms of value, um, I think it's going to be, a, you know, uh, an uphill battle. Um, but like anything, you have to look at the facts. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the circumstances. And... Go from there. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. I guess who has the leverage when you put a deal like this together, which team has the leverage to go in? Because you just brought it up. Vince McMahon wanted $9 billion and he got it. Is it Endeavor or is it WWE? Well, I mean, 
Well, it's all in terms of the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. Right. There's no such thing as we have to sell, right? Yeah. So in terms of merging the two, in terms of coming together and combining, right? Um, I think it's a synergistic way of both people wanting to work together, number one, two, executing on the plan and the foresight of the plan and making sure that as you build out this company and you build out the board, which hopefully we'll talk about the board, which will be interesting, be hopefully live entertainment in itself. <laughs> hopefully I'll, you know, it, that in itself will be awesome, especially if there's a disagreement, hopefully not, you know, um, but I think in terms of these deals, you just have to look at what the potential opportunity on a go forward basis of a combined company, what it looks like, the cost savings, the pipeline, the the infrastructure set in place. You know, we highlighted the media rights deals that are on the table for the WWE. So how do you use that intellectual capital amongst everybody? The deal making of Nick, Ari, Dana, Vincent K. McMahon. And you, you have to really look at that. And I think if you do, um, you have a chance to do something great. And I think the opportunity when you merge two companies together, they're not just trying to just skittle on and hopefully make something happen. They're trying to dominate the world of sports and entertainment. So this new company that's going to be formed by the merger of WWE and uh, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, Gita, will this be a publicly traded company? Yeah, it is going to be a publicly traded company. It, you know, deal closing is expected by end of 2023. I don't think we have a name for the company right. per se just yet, but it will trade under the tickles, ticker symbol TKO. For technical knockout. Okay, so TKO, yep. let's just call it that for now. Um, you called it a pure play uh, company. Who are its peers? What, what would be a comparable? Yeah, so this is, this is going to be, you know, yes, it is a pure play. It's somewhat... Um, 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 I want to say it's somewhat different from, you know, our typical media peers, which kind of tend to be conglomerates yeah. owning like so many different pieces um, of media operations. So in terms of peers, it's it's a little bit all over the place. I think, you know, Formula One definitely comes to mind. Um, you think of Live Nation, which is in the live events business, that's mm -hmm. a potential peer. But when you kind of look at the valuation of the company, and I think this is really, really important because one of the major um, I think uh, things that both Endeavor and WWE wanted to achieve was to kind of unlock value. I think WWE did that. They, you know, they, as you just mentioned, they wanted nine billion. They got nine point three billion. Um, you know, that's a multiple of about twenty four times forward EBITDA. You look at the media universe right now; it trades at about eleven to twelve times. Mm -hmm. Similarly, if you just kind of looked at Endeavor on its own, um, and of course UFC was under the Endeavor umbrella. You had Endeavor trading at about 12 to 13 times EBITDA. With this new transaction, I think one of the things that Ari Emanuel achieves really brilliantly is he finally is able to unlock that value for UFC because UFC is now um, potentially going to be trading. You know, there's a, the valuation, of course, is about 12.1 billion for the UFC asset. So that implies a multiple of almost about 18 to 19 times. Mm. So I think it's a win-win from a valuation perspective for both these entities. Um, and it's uh, again, the, the peers uh, are a little bit scattered; they're a little bit all over the place. But I think, uh, in terms of valuation. Uh, this, this asset will definitely fetch a premium multiple. Geetha, Steve, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to put it in perspective for people who are as old as I am and go back to the Bobo Brazil days of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you how big 
the WWE is. My oldest son is 32. And, and, and we've done this show for several years. And I said, Mike, yeah, I gave you up, Mike. Sorry. It was, <laughs> it was, I, I said, you know, hey, I talked to Steve Young. He's like, oh, that's nice. Yes, 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 and whatever. And then I mentioned, he said, Dad, who'd you have on the show? I said, Stephanie McMahon. Oh, and then I can't tell you the words oh, that he it. said, but he was excited. It's he like, was engaged. Oh, awesome. my goodness. It's like, well, I'm going to have to listen to the show for once. Like, Shut <laughs> the hell up. You. <laughs> oh, but it. I'm telling you, this it's huge, folks. It, it is WWE, take it from me, gray-haired old man bar. It, you're missing out on some great entertainment. It, check out WrestleMania. Go back, because I think it was 39 that just happened. Go back and check it out, folks. It's a lot of fun. Steve Olenek, Chair of Sports and Entertainment Practice with Mintz Law Firm, and our own Bloomberg's Geetha Raganathan. We appreciate you guys joining us here on the Bloomberg Business of Sports. And as my father used to say, God rest his soul, let's turn on wrestling. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Keitha. This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big old money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. And hey, guess what? You can download this show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and you download the show wherever you get your podcast. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.